a very early but rosy Pakoda projection for the Twins season in 2022 on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Friday, February 25th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thank you for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. Again, this is Nash Walker. I've been writing at Twins Daily for over two years, been hosting this podcast for over two years. 529 episodes through the COVID shutdown, through the lockout, through a last place season. You will not find more loyalty on a daily podcast than here for the Minnesota Twins. Huge fan. I'm a new age mind, so I'm thinking I'm data driven, but also logic driven. And I'm excited to break down this offseason with you. We've been breaking it down for what feels like a year, but it also feels like we've been doing it for a couple episodes only because I really do love the offseason. There are things about the offseason I love. There are things about the season, of course, we love as well. Today, we're going to talk about the Pakota projection for the Twins in 2022. It's a very, they wrote, they said, don't do what I'm doing. Like Baseball Prospectus told me not to do this. They said, don't go on your podcast and talk about these standings because as we know there are so many free agents still out there there are trades yet to be made these are highly unofficial and these are not even close to finalized these projections but we're going to look at them anyway because i think it gives you a good idea of where the twins could be this summer there have been narratives there have been talking points i think are misleading and I want to break those down today. So we're going to look at this Pakoda projection. First, I'd like you to follow me on Twitter, at NashRocker9. Follow the show, at Twins. Thank you again for listening. Subscribe on YouTube. Hit the like button. Leave a comment. Engage. I'm excited for the season. Hopefully it comes soon. But this is, this is where you make your – this is where you grind, man. This is the process you fall in love with right here. doesn't feel like we're close to a CBA. The, the Twins should be playing the Gophers today in Fort Myers. We'd be talking about that game today, but instead we're still locked out. Players are not even at spring training and it feels like we're not close, but this is, this is when we make our hay. This is when we move. This is when we grind. And we're going to talk about these Pakoda projections. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see Pakoda projections for this summer. If you're not watching on YouTube, I will read them to you. Pakoda, this is the American league central, the American league central, the Chicago white Sox, 94 and 68 for a projection, 80% to win the division, 86% to make the postseason. Not a surprise at all, especially considering the playoffs will likely be expanded this summer and into the future. It's not a surprise to see the White Sox uh, clearly the best team in the division. They are. They have the best team uh, coming off a division championship, coming off a really great year. Loaded with injuries, but they worked through it and they beat up on a terrible division. So 94-68, it's about right for the White Sox, I think. 801 runs scored, 675 runs against, a 580 win percentage. 20% to win the World Series, or to get to the World Series, 13% to win the championship, I believe is the number here, um, if I'm reading this correctly. 39% to reach the championship series for the White Sox. In second place, your Minnesota Twins at 84 and 78 
13% to win the division, 26% to win the postseason or to make the postseason, 19% to get the division series, 7.7% the championship series, 3.1% World Series, 1.2% champions. 746 runs scored, 700 runs again. So they have the Twins scoring 56 less runs than the White Sox, but giving up only 25 more runs than the White Sox. Third place is the Cleveland Guardians at 81 and 81. Seems about right. The Tigers are in fourth at 69 and 93. The Royals in last at 68 and 94. Biggest takeaway here is the Twins. I think when you look at this, the Tigers is a takeaway for sure, because I expect the Tigers to be better than this. And that was kind of the response. I mean, I expect them to win more than 60, 68 games uh, in 2022. But the biggest takeaway is the Twins winning 84. You look at this rotation with Joe Ryan, Bailey over Dylan Bundy in two empty spots. And to project this team to win 84 games is, is super, super, super optimistic at this point. However, this has been my point all off season. It's not in shambles. They can make moves to get up to 88 or 90 wins in their projection. And it's just a projection. They were projected to win 90-something games last year. I think it was 89 or 90 last year. And they ended up winning 73. So it's just a projection. But it's hope. It's competing. It's giving yourself a chance to win this summer. Don't let this front office off the hook, man. Just don't. Don't. Because what I, I fear is going to happen is this line, and I don't necessarily disagree because I go back and forth, this line of they have nothing in place in the rotation, therefore they shouldn't even try. They shouldn't trade any prospects. They shouldn't even go after anybody like this is a punt year. Let's just move forward. Don't let the front office off the hook because what I'm telling you is there is an offense in place to win. There's a lineup in place to win. Jose Miranda, I think, is going to step in and be an asset offensively for them. They have Josh Donaldson. They have Byron Buxton. They have Jorge Polanco. If Miguel Snow has a good year, he's an X factor, as is Mitch Garver, as is Max Kepler. If they have good years, they're in their 60th, 70th percentile. This offense has a chance with Alex Kirloff as well, with Austin Martin coming, with Trevor Larnick, with Royce Lewis, hopefully, to be super, super good, to be a top five, top six offense in all of baseball this summer. So knowing that, that alone, is reason enough to try to put together a rotation that can compete. Don't let this front office off the hook. We're going to talk more about these projections after this word from Built Bar and Rock Auto. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I'm telling you, these bars are so, so good. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate, all the Built Bars, and they're soft and easy to chew. Let me tell you, they're not just delicious. They are healthy. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, Four grams of net carbs, that's huge for a type 1 diabetic like me. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, all new. New for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. It's delicious. They're all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it to taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they just pull it off every time. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend up to 30%, 50%, even 100% more 
for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. RockAuto.com. Go to RockAuto.com. It's a family business. The prices are reliably low and the same for do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Go to RockAuto.com. It really is amazing. I mean, you can save so much money using Rock Auto. The prices are always reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com and in their How Did You Hear About Us box, right locked on. rockauto.com, thank you for your support of Locked On Twins and the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. Locked On MLB Prospects is hosted by Lindsey Crosby. It's a prospect encyclopedia. He is, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. We're talking about these Percota projections right here, right here. They are rosy for the Twins right now. And I don't want to put, again, lipstick on a pig. This is still a team that's projected to miss the playoffs in 74 out of 100 seasons, projected seasons. So it's not it's not great. But considering where it feels like the fan base is at, considering where it feels like the narrative is at with this team, to project them for 84 wins is uh, – that's great. 11 more wins than last year. 11 more wins. I think that kind of speaks to the down years guys had, the injuries, the ineffectiveness of players who have previously been good. So I guess down years, the wacky results, but also they didn't add enough. I made that I made that very clear. They didn't add enough. They didn't put themselves in the, in the best position to um, exceed expectations. And they actually were more disappointing than you can even imagine last year. So to project them for 84 wins is, is really nice. My point with this, how much more does it take you to get to 90? You don't have a shortstop right now. You don't have a shortstop. You sign a shortstop, maybe there's a win and a half too with Jose Iglesias if he has a good season. Maybe that's one win. Let's add a win there. It's 85. You go trade for Frankie Montas, there's three wins. That's 87, 88. You go sign Carlos Rodon. He has a chance to be a five-win, six-win pitcher. He might be a one-win pitcher. He might be a zero-win pitcher with his injuries. But you meet him out at three. Let's say he throws 128 effective innings. Even him out at three. I mean, you're looking at 90 wins. White Sox are projected for 94. I think they're pretty much done. They need a right fielder. I don't think they're going to go out and sign, you know, Carlos Correa to play short for them. They got Tim Anderson. They're pretty much set at a lot of spots. I don't think they're going to sign Rodon. They could have had him back on the qualifying offer. So, the Twins can get them in, this, in the same stratosphere here as the White Sox if they make moves after the lockout. This is my point. This has been my point. Don't let them off the hook for not making moves. This is a team that can compete. This is a team with the right moves that can shock a lot of people next year. They can get right back on the map. I, I don't like the idea that you have this down season. Listen, I understand holding on to prospects. I'm a prospect guy. We cover prospects almost every day on this podcast. We have a prospect Friday. I write about them every week. I know I can name you the top 30 at the top of my head, and I can tell you what they're good at and what they struggle at. I know them. I've talked to them. I understand you want to hold on to prospects, but I don't like the idea that you have a bad season, you have a poor season, and all of a sudden we're just we're just going to give – let's have another bad season. Let's just let's just punt and just have another bad season. We, we might as well have another one. It's like you have a chance to make this team 
a lot better after the lockout. You had a chance before the lockout to make this team a lot better, to increase fan morale. And they did with the Bucks in extension, but they didn't nothing else that would inspire confidence in the team or in the rotation next year. I think people, I think Twins fans are excited about this lineup and what it can do. We've seen what it can do at times. Even last year, we've seen what it can do at times. When they had that great stretch, they beat the Rays, they beat the Astros, they beat the White Sox. Pitching well, but their offense at times can be overwhelming for opponents. So I think I think the fan base is excited about Jose Miranda. I think people are excited about the lineup, as they should be. But the the how bad the rotation looks really just kind of dampens it all. I feel bad tweeting about the Twins lineup. I feel bad tweeting about their Josh Donaldson or about Jorge Polanco. Because it's like the response is always, what pitchers do they have? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, how do I even respond to that? It's true. Put yourself in a position where it matters, where it matters if the offense clicks, where it matters if Byron Buxton stays healthy, because right now it's just not going to matter. And two things can be true. A, the rotation is pretty much in shambles, and B, it can be fixed. Because I think a lot of people believe it's in shambles and it can't be fixed this year. I think one and two are correct. I think it's in shambles and I think it can be fixed. And if they make the right moves, it can be fixed in a quick and effective way where it's not in a position to be one of the best rotations in baseball, but in a position to be league average where you give your, your offense a chance to bring you up. It's a simple equation, ladies and gentlemen. Run scored minus runs against. Run scored minus runs against. If you get the runs against in a reasonable range, give this offense a chance to score a lot. You're going to like the equation. You're going to like the outcome on that. Let's talk more about the projections in this division, the Tigers, Royals, a little bit of a future look. After this word from Bet Online, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. Let me tell you something: Selection Sunday is March 13th. We are so close to Selection Sunday. You're going to want to play at Bet Online from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Again, NBA playoffs, March Madness, the NHL playoffs, it's all coming. You're going to want to play. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. So looking back at these projections one more time and breaking them down a little bit more, I'm not saying I think the Twins are going to win 84 games. I don't think they're in a position right now to win 84 games. There's no there's no question. I would put them like 78, 80 with some variance. Uh, a team that will win some games and be better than last year's team because I'm telling you last year was crazy. They weren't a good team last year. Like, don't get me wrong. But last year was so crazy that I think they're – they're even with this team right now. I'm, I think they're almost guaranteed to win more than 73 games. They just have too much talent on the offensive side. And I know that there are a lot of questions about health injuries. Totally get it. The rotation, the bullpen even, but I, I think last year was so crazy in the first half and they were so bad in terms of luck and you know, the extra innings starting zero and eight. I think it was an in extra innings. I don't think there's any chance they lose less than 73 games or I'm sorry. They win less than 73 games um in 2022 so i would take the over right now on 73 and a half but 
I would take the under on 84. So somewhere in that range, I think, is where we're looking at. I don't think they're going to win 84 games. But this is just a representation of what it can be. It can be. Because Pakota likes Miguel Sano to bounce back. Pakota loves Joe Ryan. Really likes Ryan. Really likes Ober to have a mid-rotation level season. Likes Ryan as a frontline starter. We talked about that on Wednesday. You want to hear more about that? Check out Wednesday's episode. Um, so really likes those two. Really likes Taylor Rogers in the same breath as Liam Hendricks and Araldis Chapman and better than Josh Hader actually in terms of warp. So they they really like some players on this team. They really like Josh Donaldson to be the most valuable twin next year. Really like some players. That's why the projection is 84 wins because the twins do have good players. It, this has gone off this has gone off the slope and I get it because the offseason's long and because it was such a bad season that's the last taste in our mouth. Trust me, I watched 150 plus of that. And I, I went to like 20, probably 25, maybe, uh, maybe not that many later in the summer, but I went to a lot. I was there on opening day. I was there from the beginning. I was, I've been there for, for years now doing this. So I watched it. I know, I understand that, but this has gone from, that was a terrible season after two very good seasons, very good regular seasons to this team sucks. And I just don't think, I don't think that's fair. I think it's been a slippery slope of, this rotation is beyond saving. This is an aging roster. They can't win next year, so don't even try. And I, I don't like that approach at all. And I will admit, at times this offseason, like, I do go back and forth, and I think, would it be the best thing for this team long-term to get looks at young starters this year? But I'm, I'm sitting here today looking at this Pocota projection. I'm like, there is no reason why after the lockout they should not be trying to get better. And maybe they take – I think the most likely approach is the middle – I think they go sign Michael Pineda. I think they go trade for some mid-rotation starter, Odorizzi. Like sign Pineda, bring back Odorizzi, bring back the old crew, and then just go in and see what happens. And hopefully your young starters progress and Josh Weiner and Jordan Balazovic. I think that's the most likely outcome. What I'm saying to you is go, go and try to win because I do believe that they can. I believe in my heart of hearts that they can. If, if they put together a team that gives them a chance, gives their offense a chance, a rotation that is assembled can give the offense a chance if Buxton's healthy, if Donaldson's healthy together, even if they're not, the Twins still have position player depth. I'm higher on Ryan Jeffers for this year. Nick Gordon has proven himself as a, a serviceable utility player. Jose Miranda, we mentioned Larnick, Kirilov's coming back, hopefully healthy. So they have some depth here to weather some storms. But put yourself in a position where if a couple things go your way and the offense clicks, look at the Red Sox last year. I think they're a great example. I don't like to use the Giants because, man, that was amazing. I don't know if that's attainable for the Twins. The Red Sox are a great example. Elite offense, and the rotation gives gave them just enough of a chance to win and get to the postseason. And once you get into the postseason, anything can happen. You can lose 18 postseason games in a row, or you can watch your way to the ALCS like the Red Sox did. Anything can happen. You just got to get yourself there. And for the Twins, I think they can follow that similar path. I think the Red Sox, they hit the 80th, 90th percentile on a lot of their guys. Rafael Devers had a great year. Xander Bogarts is great. J.D. Martinez was outstanding, especially in the first half. They had some great seasons. Kike Hernandez was awesome. We talked about him last year, like a career year for the Red Sox as a regular. So I think the Twins can follow a similar path. And what that path is, is you see your projection now, and it's not, it's not amazing. But it's in a spot where you can improve and get up to that 88 to 90 win range. And it's like that. And then everyone looks and they go, whoa, like this team, this team can compete now. 
Like, ooh, they might challenge. Ooh, look at the Twins. Right now, it feels like they're not even close. I'm telling you, a couple moves, and it'll all change. Thank you so much for listening to Locked on Twins today. Thank you for making Locked on Twins your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan. Sully's the best. Please call him Sully. Brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. Check out Sully. He's been doing it forever, and he is great. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks again for listening. Follow me on Twitter at MashWalker9. Follow the show at Locked on Twins. Hopefully this ends soon, and hopefully we're talking about moves the Twins will make after the lockout. I'm confident in saying will make after the lockout. Thank you so much. Have a great day. We'll be back.